Welcome to the Bayou City Soccer Podcast. Whether inside or outside the loop, we are talking everything soccer in Houston. Y'all ready? Let's get it. Houston, welcome to another episode of the Bayou City Soccer Podcast. My name is Rudy Segura, and like every week, I am joined by Cristian Putalias. I'm not talking to the mic, I'm talking to my headphones, and it feels weird because there's nothing in front of my face. But what's good, everybody? How's it going? Hey, man. And uh, Rodrigo joins us again today. What's up, brother? What's going on? What's How's everybody doing? Hey, man, we're we're chilling, man. I actually, for being so late in the day, 930, uh, I am really hyper because I'm drinking like a massive, oh, you can't even see it on the screen. <gasps> it disappears. You don't even know what I'm drinking. <laughs> Maybe you can guess. But no, I went to Waterburger after uh, Remy's practice and I'm drinking like a Coke, which is hitting like dead on. Probably won't sleep after this. Uh, but <laughs> we're joined also by Joey Stads, man. How you doing, Joey Chavala? I'm doing great. How y'all doing? Man, it was good to finally meet you in person, man. Oh, uh, wonderful. Hopefully you enjoyed your time here and we, we'll talk. We'll want to know a little bit more uh, about, you know, how you spend your time here in Houston. But let's get right to it. Let's get to uh, talking about Houston Dynamo 2. Well, Christian, sadly, you don't have to write as much anymore the rest of the season, which is it, fantastic for you. But, man, those ends up getting eliminated. Uh, really tough match. It seemed pretty ugly, 3-0 at one point. Uh, basically, they were getting slapped around. And then somehow it ended 4-3. So just your thoughts on that match, man. It was a, well, the Dynamos, the Dynamos, or those, they started kind of, they started well, honestly. They, it was a good, like, good 15 minutes. Uh, they were, they were, you know, typical Kenny Bundy fashion, you know, putting, putting up pressure, trying to stay, you know, on the side, on the half of the, of the opponent, trying to get that turnover. They got a, a couple of shots here and there, uh, you know, in those first 15 minutes, first 15 minutes. And but Tacoma, you know, they're just they're kind of on a different level, honestly. I mean, when you look at the season that they had, when you look at everything that they have done and the game that they played against the Dynamo, uh, going into that game, I think everybody knew that it was going to be difficult. I don't think we have, I don't, if I'm not mistaken, I don't think we beat Tacoma this year. Uh, we lost him at Tacoma and we lost at home as well, 2 1 and 2 1. Uh, as far as I think my notes say that. Um, so, yeah, we have never beaten them, at least this year. And it's always, you know, hard to go to the Northwest and, and kind of play over there, right? The field was also, you know, they play in the turf field. Uh, it was wet. It was kind of cold, you know, quote, unquote. It was like in the mid-60s. So it was like perfect soccer weather. But the field was like super, super fast. And you could see it for both teams. And, and I think Tacoma, you know, took advantage of that. And literally in a span of like a few minutes, five minutes, they scored two goals. Um, I think it was like in the 15 or so, and then like in the 20th. Uh, so they kind of hit back to back 2-0. Then they got the third one. And everything just kind of looked like it was going down here for the Dynamo. Uh, they kind of regrouped second half. They, you know, they were looking for that first goal. Uh, they got it. And and it just kind of seemed like 
you know, they were kind of trying to get back on the game. But, you know, they kept pushing, they kept pressuring, and then Tacoma went on ahead and they got the fourth one. So it was a 4-1 game. We go to the 85th minute, if I'm not mistaken. That's when we get our second goal back. Then right after, like about a minute and a half later, they get the third goal, and that's where, you know, the last about six, seven minutes of the game, the downer just kept pushing, kept pushing for the for the equalizer. And they weren't able to find it. They got really close. There was a couple of shots in the last few seconds of the game. Uh, there was three corner kicks, kind of back-to-back, back-to-back. But the goalkeeper for Tacoma had really, really good saves. And then Papa wasn't able to, you know, put it in the back of the net in kind of like the last play of the game. And, and that was that. So it was a it was a weird game because it seemed like everything was lost at, during that 3-0. Then they were able to kind of come back and they got a good boost towards the end, but I think it was too late. They ran out of time and they just got caught flat-footed in those counterattacks. Um, I don't think, obviously, you know, nobody's expecting that to go down so early and so quick. So I think it just kind of hit them, um, you know, hard going down 3-0 so quick. But they were able to recover, but obviously it was kind of too late to come back fully, you know, from a four goals against you. So it was a good fight, but, you know, next year it is. Yeah, I think, sadly, a lot of us, and I don't want to group everybody because then people people start getting butthurt, but I think we really f- thought it was going to be very difficult for them to, you know, win in Tacoma just in general. It has been a really difficult season for Dynamo 2 under Kenny Bundy. It, it just wasn't what we were used to last season. Um, so, so really poor ending uh, to what could have been a really good 2023 for them. Um, but Rodrigo or Joey, whoever wants to jump in, just your thoughts on the season in general. I don't know, Rodrigo, if you want to start on that. Just I, I know I'll, I'll, I'll let Joey. Yeah, well, I was that. like, because I know we were kind of mentioning the fact that we were like, ah, they make the playoffs. You know, it was a lot of like, ah, barely made the playoffs. Yeah, they barely, barely, made the barely. But yeah, Joey, I guess your thoughts just on the on the season overall, or or you know, the I think it was a good season. I think I think it was. A better season than last year in a weird way because i think we established a little more of an identity with the young players because last year we really really were on the backs of palomino you know maples and doy I mean, we still still this year too with them but a little less of that a little we had a little more of the or we had rios last year too but a little more relying on some of the younger guys this year like sebastian and soto and getting Lampman involved in LaFleur, a lot of the under-20 guys really stepped into roles this year, which is something huge for the team for the future, because really, as much as we love these Maples and Ndoy guys, they're not part of the future. They're there to help the team get over the hurdle and make the playoffs, not to be the future of the first team. So I think it was overall a good season. I think Kenny does a phenomenal job with the team. Yeah, it's it's definitely been tricky, and and I think we've seen more. You know, it's something we've talked about throughout the the year. Just more of the first team players being integrated into Dynamo those more than we ever saw last year. Whether it be just people trying to get fit, people trying to get minutes. I think it work in some aspects. Maybe with players like Andrew Tarbell that we know how vital he was during the first team's U.S. Open Cup run. Um, 
But other players, I don't think necessarily were, you know, benefited a lot themselves probably, but also the team really didn't. Every time we saw a lot of the first-team players, the games ended up been lost for whatever reason. Rodrigo, what were you going to add, if anything, to the Dynamo Dose before we we basically close it out for the season, man? I mean, you guys basically covered everything, all the bases on how the season went and what we expect from them. So, yeah, let's just close this one out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I think we'll be in. The, I think the the important part here is like Joey mentions, some of the older players like Papa, like Talon Maples, uh, whether they stay for another year, whether they move, uh, you know, maybe to the USL. We we don't know. It's difficult for in their age group i guess to break into the mls if they haven't already so uh i think we're all rooting for those guys they're very likable guys but it's just part of the process whenever you're trying to build an academy or just a pipeline from that you know second team to the first team so it's a it's a little sad to see the the way it ended for sure but uh i guess i just talk a little bit of the houston dash houston dash we know how they uh ended up firing their coach uh about a month ago oh what i'm late who would have guessed who would have guessed but uh interim coach sarah lodo man they're taking over they're currently two or they've won two games out of the two matches she's been head coach we 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 spoke about this in the sense of are you really pushing for the playoffs when you fire their coach uh whether you know she was going to be able to push the first team or not in my opinion, they've gotten pretty lucky uh, in some, you know, I don't know, for the goals to go their way, I guess, uh, especially in this second match. And, uh, Joey, we'll start with you uh, just on on this second match against Gotham. Yeah, I, mean, I think they got a little more lucky in the last game, actually. But either way, I mean, uh, her, her take on this kind of 5-2-1-2 formation, it's a little ugly, but it's working. I mean, results are results. So, I mean, it's hard to really be harsh on it. You know, we kind of absolutely got dominated in that game. Probably shouldn't have won it. But then again, we were clinical. And Jane made the big stops in the big moments. Uh, a lousy clinical as ever. She's just having a phenomenal season. Gets two in. They miss a penalty. And... It's one of those wins where you're like, well, we probably shouldn't have won that game, but we did, and we take it, and we need the three points because, what, two games left, and it's pretty slim, the chances of getting in. I haven't looked at that Angel City game today because I know that game is crucial. Uh, Orlando is currently winning. We're, we need a draw in that game, hopefully. So, yeah, no, it's, there's uh, hope. There, there is, and that's the thing. We, we, we mentioned this about, you know, it could be – a little bit of false hope at times just because the possibility of getting those points are there. Uh, now I, she's doing a great job. We can't deny that two wins and two, you know, games as a head coach, impressive. You got uh, obviously in the first match um, or Donia scoring something that she wasn't doing. Mm-hmm. She ends up getting hurt playing with the Mexican national team. So obviously she missed out the Gotham game and, and seeing, um, La Bombi, you know, Maria Sanchez actually playing very well. Uh, really good through ball she gave uh, Michelle up top. Mm-hmm. That uh, great, great quick counter, I guess, or quick 
transition um, uh, into the uh, into the opposing field and getting that goal. Really good, good goal. Period. That mm-hmm. one from, yeah, from she uh, plays. She plays great as a wing back. I think she's better as a wing back than she is further up the field. Yeah, and I think you know even uh, we've seen Michelle Alosi play in so many different positions except the nine, and we know that at times in the past we have seen her. You know, whenever uh, Clarkson was involved or even Almaro's, uh, we would see her play up there, and so it's good to that that it clicked right. Uh, we've mentioned how Maria Sanchez is not going to be your your main scorer or your top, you know, your action number ten, but she does have some flair to her, and she can be dangerous in certain uh, positions in the field. So it worked this time. Now they'll be playing at home, like you mentioned, against um, Angel City. I believe that's on Sunday in Shell Energy Stadium. So that's a make-or-break deal right there. I mean, you, you pretty much have to win all out, and it yeah. can be done. I mean, it's already did half of what they needed to do. So to me, it, it's still there. It's a possibility to kind of sneak into the playoffs. Probably like those did. I mean, you hope that they go a little further than than just the first round. But mm-hmm. I'm with you, dude. I think the best player this season by far has to be Jane Campbell. I mean, she's been just absolute. Her, 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 or Caprice. They're both equally just been outstanding this year. Yeah, and, but they did get. What was the record of clean sheets? Joey stats. Do you have that number? I don't. I actually don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I, I saw that it was like a record for the club, I believe. Uh, yeah, we, we'd ask Theo stats for that one. Yeah, I think it was 10. I thought it was 10, and I don't know why I'm stuck with that number in my head. But, the, I mean, she's been doing fantastic. She kept, you know, the team on the on – She's been eight for the Is season. Eight? Okay. Eight. Yeah. Okay. And so, I mean, she, she's, she's been doing great, and we know the amount of goals that – you know, they, they didn't really allow throughout the season. And for ye, for them to currently have to clean sheets as well and scoring three goals, that, that's pretty impressive, uh, you know, since Sarah took over. So I'm still don't want to sound like negative Nancy. I, I just don't understand if this is the way that's going to be. Granted, if it works out, great. You know, we're here to uh, continue to cover the team and, and support whoever's on it. Uh, as a coach, but it'd be it'd be just interesting to see kind of what happens. Proud Rodrigo, anything you want to add? No, exactly. not much. No, I mean, yeah, just looking at the table, there there seems some hope as long as they win, you know, two games, um, or whatever is remaining. And then, but I, the thing is, you know, like same thing with like Dose, same thing with Dash, and even some of the same thing with the Dynamo. It's like when you're barely making the playoffs. Like you're just relying on like a hell mary that you win it. At that point, you haven't been consistent. It's not like a somebody that deserves to win it. Somebody that has been consistent. Um, but you do get those moments. You know, it's it's a good one for the little guys sometimes. But overall, in that scenario of a game, you don't want that to happen. But hey, no, you're right. You're right. Hey, we you're an Astros fan, man. That's basically what the Astros have are doing, man. Scraping into the playoffs. What? Nobody's gonna want to play up play what? them in the playoffs. They they, <laughs> they wait until like the last game to like win that damn division. That's basically where we're at here in this uh Houston soccer scene currently, man. You know, Dynamo barely sneaking in and obviously getting dropped pretty quickly. 
Dash trying to make their own case to try to just maybe make it into the final place of the standings that get them into the postseason. I think similar angles here. So, yeah. Completely different. <laughs> but okay. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, good. Hey, yeah, I don't know. Baseball is just too long for me. 180-something games. 162. Yeah, man. 182 <laughs> games. 162. He's just adding like extra. <laughs> but uh, but no, uh, Christian, anything you want to add? Uh, or no, you're good. All right, man. Let's go to uh let's talk about the dynamo uh winning the US Open Cup. We uh touched up on it. I think a lot of the conversation was Messi was playing, Messi was playing, Messi was playing, and Messi did not play. Um just your thoughts, man. We'll start with Christian. You've been kind of quiet. Just your your thoughts on winning, you know, seeing the Dynamo uh, play very well in the U.S. Open Cup. Uh, it should have been, or it was a dominating game. You know, in the first half, I think they had 18 shots to one or something like that. And uh, winning 2-0 with a great goal by uh, Griffin Dorsey. And then obviously... Bossy scoring from the penalty spot, but just your thoughts on, on the match, man, in general, and and winning it for you know the Dynamo winning that cup. First of all, you gotta update your background because you're missing some hardware. You're right. Uh, I didn't even think about that, man. I need to add another one. And also, shout out to uh, shout out to Austin for winning their cup. You know, congratulations. You guys are Copa Teja champions once again, back to back champions. Uh, hope hope you guys celebrate. Have a good time. Uh, but yeah, the Dynamo won an actual trophy uh, that actually means stuff that you know that you play for stuff, and it actually gives you a a opportunity to go to the Champions Cup, right? Uh, and I think that's that's probably the biggest takeaway. I mean, we have seen this year the Dynamo play a lot better than we have ever seen the Dynamo play. I mean, at least since I follow, you know, Joey has been following forever. You guys also have been following for for a little while. But since I started watching the Dynamo, I think this is the best soccer we have seen. Uh, yeah, at least going back to like, you know, 2018, where, you know, I guess you can kind of say Elise, Manotas, uh, Kyoto was somewhat of a, you know, good tactic or a good game, but it was mostly counterattacking, which, you know, it's it's part of the game. So I guess, you know, if, if it counts, it counts, right? But holding the ball, moving the ball around, you know, letting the ball play, you know, some have quoted, Joe Gabinito. Um and and it's just you hey know, go you, buy that shirt, man. Find it on yes, the website. Check it out. Buyucdsoccer.net. You can buy the merch there. Uh yeah. So Joe Gabinito, I mean, and and when you break that down, what does that you know kind of say, right? Which is holding the ball, moving the ball around and making the other team kind of you know run and get it. Um and I think that's what something that has been done. And and it's funny because even when you ask the players, you know, like Hector Herrera, I think he said somewhere, I don't know where, so I apologize. But they asked him, you know, about the style of play, how this Dynamo doesn't really have a specific style. You know, you can't really pinpoint, you know, to, uh, you know, just the specific place, number, formation. I, you know, you could maybe have a formation in mind, but then, you know, depending on who's playing on the field, if Bossy's playing, if Coco's playing, is he going to play out wide? Is he going to play in the middle? You know, is Dorsey going to play? Are we going to play three in the back and have the two guys kind of be win back, win backs and, you know, move forward? 
and and it's just you know a bunch of other you know different little things that you know when Caicedo plays is not the same it's similar to when Arthur plays but it's different and and but it's a good thing right you know whenever you have Dorsey up top it's not the same as when you have Thor like, or Ali Yu. Anybody else like how Christian's been going for like five minutes and has not answered the question whatsoever? Anybody see that? No, what I do. (laughs) (laughs) But no, but no, seriously, I guess, uh, you know, just your feeling about winning the game. And I mean, we know we we, we know the changes. I don't care. It's not that I don't care, (laughs) but I just feel like I like I like when teams play good. Yeah, for sure. I think I rather play good. I mean, championships are good, right? But I well, like, I'll, I'll I like add to I'll add it. to what you're saying, and I'll throw this to Rodrigo. Uh, to <laughs> but yeah, no, you're right. I think this is the best the Dynamo has played and ever. Honestly, I think even in the you know back to back championships in 05 and 06, it wasn't a lot of like tiki taka like beautiful soccer. It was a lot of just grit and determination, and you know you remember like Ricardo Clark just beating bashing people's heads basically that was the the type of game that they would play it was very physical then it's it just a different thing happening and it's great to see a trophy be lifted especially you know in the first year of ben Olson and rodrigo rodrigo what <laughs> answer the rodrigo, question rodrigo, your, thoughts, man. The your thoughts on the final I, I, US Open there was final. really the not a question I didn't i'm like uh, there was not really a question there i said just... i was gonna say something and pivot it your way so you go with it man you fly spread <laughs> your um, wings dog now you know what talking you know obviously you know awesome that the dynamo got um to lift the cup it's a great win great win for dynamo for the city but overall, I think what's we'll changed, you know, you're saying this tiki taka, all this new playing style or something that's playing better. It's not just playing better; it's making better decisions. And I'm sure maybe Joe, uh, Joey can. Um, I'm sure there's some stats out there, but I feel like the force passing has decreased a lot, and if there's a way of measuring you know, how many forced passes we used to do compared to now. I feel that's what changed the game uh, for the Dynamo. I feel like they move the ball smarter. You know, if they, if they can find a through ball, if they can find something that's going to push it forward, they'll rather just swing it around the back and start over. Um, yeah. Instead of just keep attacking the same areas like they used to try to find a through ball, try, try to find something I feel like has been... Uh, you know, and just last last night I came against Dallas. I feel like it was just kind of like hesitant of like, I could try to pass it there, but there's like maybe a 70% chance uh, that it'll make it there. Let me just pull it back and try it somewhere else. And it that's that's what makes the game a little bit slower in terms of trying to create something. But when they can get it going and then you see this nice one, two uh, wall passing, get it through hill passes, all that kind of stuff obviously makes it look beautiful. But I think the main the main attribute to it, all that is that they're not forcing any more passes like they used to. I feel like before it was just, uh, yes, you can get the ball, a nice through ball, but it was a forced pass, gets intercepted, and nobody will track back. Yeah, And I think that's the, the biggest thing, that nobody would track back, nobody would pressure. You lose it, and then everybody's just going back or trying to, and I think that's how most of the goals would happen. It was just dumb, losing the ball, 
quick counter and trying to, you know, give a lot more work uh, to Steve or whoever is, you know, in, in the goal. But I think that's what changed so far. And if there's a way to track that, I'm like 99% <laughs> sure yeah, that we would see a decrease higher, yeah. of that percentage or whatever it would be. Yeah, and I mean, think I think you're right, because even, Christian, you mentioning the team that won it, you know, in 2018, and obviously the team that went all the way to the semifinal uh, or the conference final, sorry, against Seattle in 2017. It, it was a completely different team. It was, but like anything, I think if you're a coach and you realize what you have or what you're able to do with the team you have, you just kind of, you know, buckle up and go for it. And I think in the past that that team with the leads, with Kyoto, with Manotas, it had to be a counter attack team. And that's kind of how they were able to exploit all that stuff. Now the, what, you know, um, Benito, it's uh, bringing to the team, Ben Olsen. Uh, he's a- allowing his players to uh, take control of the match, be able to hold possession. Don't be afraid to, uh, you know, move the ball around. Don't be afraid of do uh, one, two touches, which funny enough, you know, we all got together, all being Rodrigo, Dustin, and you, Christian, to watch the US Open Cup final. And the very 15 minutes or so, I kept pointing out how the one person that wasn't playing simple that match in the beginning was Ache He kept do- doing a little too much. He was holding the ball a little longer than he should. And luckily it didn't come, you know, nothing happened from it. They Miami was honestly uh, not really doing much, but uh, that could bring situations of counters. If, if you let it happen, if you aren't just moving the ball quickly, uh, like Rodrigo was saying, you know, don't force the ball. And I think the first 10, 15 minutes, that's exactly what Achacho was doing that. And, and it, it was got a little scary because you knew Messi wasn't on the field. Uh, you knew a lot of their um, dangerous personnel wasn't on the field. So luckily it, it didn't come and hunt you, but but that was something that it seemed like they were getting away from something they've been doing so great, you know, for most of the season. And uh Joey, man, yeah, just your thoughts. I know you you got to watch it at home probably with your dad. He probably enjoyed watching the U.S. Open Cup final, but just mm-hmm. your thoughts on that and, and uh, seeing your boy uh, Griffin Dorsey get that that goal, man. It is everything, you know. That's, that's why we watch this for moments like that. Uh, just performance from just about everyone was terrific. I mean, I think everyone but Coco put in an incredible shift. I thought Ben was spot on. I think the team struggled a little bit in the second half, but they were able to keep it together and not fold like teams in the past would, especially against a team with so much attacking power, even though there's no Messi. I mean, Campana is not a joke. Yosef is one of the best goal scorers in league history. You know, these players are good players. So it was it was just a great performance. I think Ben has really solidified himself as one of the best coaches in the league this year which is just great to see. I mean, it was the last time we've ever been able to say that about a coach in Houston, probably never. I mean, Kinnear's, Kinnear definitely was a great coach, but simpler time. But, yeah, that's, that's so true, man. And, and there's nothing like winning some silverware. Silverware nothing. that matters. So, Christian, you mentioned how Austin is, you know, putting a, a second Copa Teas in there pretty empty uh trophy cabinet and then 
sadly, uh, you know, obviously FC Dallas ends up beating the, the well, not beating, but getting the best out of the Dynamo and uh, keeping El Capitan, which that's a little bit more of a trophy maybe that, that the, the Houston cares about just because of that rivalry. But at the end of the day, doesn't really show up in your Wikipedia page or any or any accolade page that that has any you know it doesn't it doesn't show that trophy there. But uh, I guess I'll just move into the Texas Derby. I think it wasn't necessarily the match that we were all expecting, but the best news of it was that Joey made the trip over here. So we some of us got to finally see Joey in person. Uh, so we'll start with you, Joey. Just your just tell us about your experience, man, of, of visiting Houston. It's it's probably it's, you said you had been here before, but it's been a while. And oh, first great. time in the Shell Energy Stadium, man. So, so tell us it about it. Brother. Great, t- great, great time. It was. Uh, I, I I love the city. I think I saw a lot of cool stuff. Like I went to all the museums and stuff. That was awesome. And just uh, had some good food, some good beer. I really like Pitch Twenty. Uh, Pitch Twenty Five is called. Yeah, yeah, that that place was freaking awesome right by the stadium. And then Shell Energy Stadium itself was just great, really great. I like the seats. I like the just the field looked nice. Everything I, I I enjoyed it a ton. And then the game, the game was probably the worst part of it, to be honest. <laughs> and the game kind of stunk. But, you know, yeah, we, we enjoyed it together. So it was all good. You know, it's that's live sports. You know, you go to a game. Sometimes it's just kind of suck. That's just how it is. You're right, man. We try to give you the full tour, and everything got mm-hmm. shut down quickly, huh? Like, yeah, uh, we did, but it was all good. Yeah, sometimes you just gotta go for the vibes. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. Yeah, we uh we got to pick them up from the hotel room. We went to, or from the hotel, we ended up going to the cascarita they were having, and tailgate. We were there for a little bit, then we got there early to the stadium. So we, I wanted for him to go to the field and everything, and they didn't let us for the yeah, first time ever. Security guard was like, no, you don't belong down here. And I was like, <laughs> I don't want to be a Karen. And I told Joey that. I was like, bro, that never happens. I literally have like, like they gave me a photograph or, you know, a vest mm-hmm. uh, or whatever. The, the jacket on and yeah. everything. And they still said, legit. no. <laughs> yeah. Everybody's like, wow, that sucks. And then, but it was, it was fun because we ended up walking and we ran into the trophy. So. Yeah. Joey, you got to get a picture of the trophy before the line, man. That I went back and that line was at least was 100, huge. 200 people in it. Mm-hmm. So you got a you got a lucky break that because of that we ended up walking the opposite direction, trying to get past security, and uh, ran into the ran into the trophy, man. So it kind of worked out. Yeah, it's great. And then of course, uh, you know, you were able to sit with us in the media uh, booth, mm-hmm. and um, ho- we're hoping for goals that just never came. And it was just such an uneventful uh, Texas Derby. I don't think it was low intensity. Yeah, I mean Rodrigo, you were there last year, right? You came from from uh, when Nacho Acha debuted it. That was when uh, you came to visit, and you went to the the media booth. Then it was completely yeah. different, completely different atmosphere, man. Well, it was uh, a two-two. Yeah, it was intense, but it was the one that uh, obviously teenage score all the way till the 90th plus 11 or something like that it was crazy and obviously Hector debut just brought a lot of people in um it, it was just it was different it was a different vibe altogether you can tell the teams were exhausted this time around and so Joey didn't get to see a goal didn't get to celebrate a goal and then of course 
we take him to the presser. That was great. And we were hoping for him to go into the locker room and, and see people. And that, that definitely did not happen either, man. But uh, we saw people just not. Uh, just it, not yeah, you're right. You did. At least not as good. People, but I mean, we got, got to talk to Ben. That's all that matters. That's it, man. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, let's, let's talk about the, the game itself. Christian. See, again, scoreless draw against your Texas rival. So, uh, it was boring. I mean, yeah. uh, we'll keep. I'll keep it short. Yeah, keep it <laughs> but, short, man. Yeah. Here goes the ten yeah. minutes. Yeah, no, I'll keep it short. Fifteen minutes later. No, but I mean, y'all said it. Life intensity. It didn't feel like a like a derby. I mean, the only good thing, honestly, other than like having Joey there and just kind of you know enjoying the bros. And the vibes, I think, you know, I shout out to El Vatacion and the supporter group for for the nice low display that they had for the for the for the champions for the uh, I was gonna say European for the American champions. So uh, hopefully we'll get a little banner going, you know, the last game of the season. But you know, shout out for the the little nice uh, recibimiento, how they say in Spanish. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm with you. That was that was pretty cool. Obviously. The the vibe is very South American, not really a big TIFO or you know big, yeah. But it it was great the Tidas and all that stuff. You they know, should have they, that every game, honestly. Honestly, yeah, it, it they, looks. It looks. I mean, I'm and sure have it like all around the, the the like honestly, we if the playoffs happen, do it. But it's like literally around the entire like yeah, uh, stadium would be dope. Would be dope. Like you're asking for a lot, but <laughs> right, but it'd be dope. It'd be dope, man. It would be um, nice. Uh, but Rodrigo, anything you want to add about that uh, match or or Joey the match itself? Um, you know what you like, what you didn't like. We saw Ben play three in the back, something we're not necessarily uh-huh. uh, seen often. And then like it wasn't that much of a change in shape, though. True, true. It was. I mean, Mikel still played pretty wide. It was. Smith just played a little more wider than Nelson does because he's not right-footed. So, I mean, it kind of looked like a five-back at times. It was, you know, it was still the usual, the three-back with the box midfield and then the the right-back going forward, left-mid and striker. It wasn't that much of a change in shape, but the only, it, it's, the only, it's different with Smith in there. Yeah, and I was going to say, the only uh, main, uh, the key piece missing was really uh, Dorsey, right? He was really... Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, that pushes that. I, I'm gonna be interested to see what they do, because I think it was pretty evident then the cup final that they wanted to just keep what they're familiar with and keep the back four of Escobar, Mikael, Eric, and Dorsey. So when Dorsey comes back now in teenage, he's looking good. He's looking sharp again. It's gonna be interesting to see who drops, because you could drop Mikael, you could drop Escobar. Yeah. I don't think they dropped Dorsey because I think it, when we saw this game, we just lose that little bit of extra attacking flair, extra bit of width. Because Brad Smith, I like the guy, but he kind of stinks. <laughs> I think <laughs> I think he's getting there. He's getting healthy. He's getting uh, a little bit more confidence, but he's not there yet. Uh, no, for sure. he's still especially not, not as same. attacking winger. Yeah, he's he's not the same Smith that we were used to seeing. But Rodrigo also think one thing a big takeaway is just the fact that. A lot of the guys coming in, you know, in the recent games that it's just been so congested, like Ethan Barlow, um, per se, or Brad Smith, 
they've done a decent job. You know, it's not a massive drop off. We've seen them play well, which is something that we were not used to seeing in the last two, three years, you know, from Todd Ramos to Nagamura. Uh, and, and we would just see the same 11 guys basically out there week in and week out and not necessarily doing the best of job either. Yeah, I think it's been pretty consistent overall. I feel like Ben has some playing at a pretty high level that everybody can go in and replace, you know, men for men, find a different position. I mean, we've seen that throughout the throughout the whole season so far, which is great. It gives us a lot of options. If he doesn't like something, you know, he can re- fix it right then and then, there and then. Um, a lot of different options and the guys obviously now they're maybe not before, but now it feels like they're given their all. They're actually want to be out there competing, playing for a starting spot. But at the same time, even if they're not starting, they're going there in that mentality of like, I want to be a starter, you know? Um, And just bringing it back to the Dallas game, I still think it was a good point that we, you know, like you guys are saying, Oh, it was boring. It was this and that. But you got to think about it, man. This guy's partied that whole night Wednesday, probably got in early in the morning. Thanks whole hours, yeah. Basically, Thursday for them was a blur. And then you get one good day of looking at Dallas as a team Friday. And that morning, you're just getting ready for the game. So for them to not get scored on or or getting the draw, I feel like that's a big positive, especially against a rival like Dallas that's, really trying to get into the playoff that their borderline might not make it. And for them, every point counts. I mean, even for us too, but you know, we're, we're sitting a little bit higher than them. Obviously there's nothing to give up any points, but they, they were the ones that needed the win. And obviously we just won a trophy and we just wanted to celebrate. So that's not a bad deal. Yeah, and talking about just dropping points, uh, you know, they move now off focus on Montreal. Uh, you know, they'll be flying to Montreal. Dynamo will be taking them on Wednesday night. Funny enough, a team they they I believe they've never beat in Montreal since they've played. I think it's seven games. I and all of them Montreal has won over there in Canada. So pretty crazy that you know you're hoping for points. If this is the time to get points, if this is the time to get another win, Rodrigo, to get your prediction closer <laughs> to your four ga- games away wins, this is it, man. This is if this it, is really if it's it. Season wins, then yes. If it's <laughs> over, I mean, if it's yeah, like overall calendar yeah. year win, I guess. Or... Yeah, because they beat Tampa, they beat Chicago. Yeah. Technically, you already got and Miami. And in Miami, and in Miami, yeah. yeah. So, but. but it's not. We all we all know it's just MLS season, like the actual tournament. What if you stay well enough for the playoffs and then we win all the playoffs away games? But then I think that's the same. <laughs> but that's thing. like playoffs, I guess. Oh, yeah. American sports, you know. American sports. <laughs> I this is like right now happen, with like man. the Astros. There's no more, like your stats reset, and now you have your postseason stats. Well. Talking about Montreal, before we kind of give a little bit, uh, you know, our thoughts on that match and and maybe our predictions for that one, 
Joey, is there anybody that is not that is suspended and not going to be at that game for um, Montreal? Um, I know they have a suspension in the back. It's Corbo, Gabriel okay. Corbo, the okay. Italian guy from uh, they got from Bologna this year. He's been pretty good. He's a solid center back for them, so I, he's going to be missing. I heard someone say that Achiachin wasn't going to be there, but I don't think he has enough yellow cards. Is he, does he? I think he does. Yeah, he's he suspended. Does? Oh, he he's is suspended. suspended. Okay. I was trying to look for it, and I couldn't freaking find it. Yeah, right he's, before we he's, he's not going to be playing. So, I mean, that's a blessing in disguise. We need to just keep him healthy. Is he the only one for the Dynamo? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, he is. Because even Coco picked up a yellow, but I don't know. Yeah, he it's served the suspension last game. Against okay, Kansas that's State. what I was thinking. I'm like, this has been getting yellow more than anything. Mm-hmm. More than assistant goals, man. He has more yellow cards than anything. Yeah, so they're they're missing him. They're going to be missing... uh. Uh, Aaron Herrera as well because he's had that long injury. So, so both know Herrera's in this game. So they still have a strong team. I mean, is my they, boy Rudy going to be there though? Probably Rudy right. Camacho. Yes, sir. He's not on the team anymore. Oh dang! <laughs> Never mind. Rudy <laughs> got on, cut. He's on, uh, he's on Columbus now. Oh, he, oh yeah, I completely <laughs> forgot he went to Columbus. Yeah, yeah. I mean they they still got some strong players. Because uh, he played in, here, they're in awful why, form. Why, why did I say that? He played here against Houston. Yeah, he did last year when they beat us. No, but I mean, like with Columbus when Columbus came in business. Oh, did he, he was here. Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, just got in traded. Mm-hmm. I don't even think about that until you said that. Yeah, I just so, kept... and it's going to be tough to contest with uh Kyoto and Bryce Duke and. A Poku, but they're not so the we, best tackling you know, tandem. Toronto, I mean Toronto, Montreal currently has a three game. No, actually three, six games without win without yep. a win. Mm-hmm. So again, yeah. if if this is you know if your time to win in Montreal is now. And uh so what are you thinking, Christian? Are you thinking they'll be able to get some points out of Montreal or is it gonna be the same story of losing to, I wanted to say the impact so much. Impact was a cool thing for Montreal, but where are they now? Clue football, CF Montreal, man. What are you thinking, Christian? Uh, man, it's tough. It's honestly tough because going away is always tough, but for some reason, I thought. Montreal was Vancouver, and I was gonna say it's gonna be rough. Good job. But I think I think Vancouver is a little bit better than Montreal, so I think we can get a win there for sure. What about you, Rodrigo? What are you thinking against this Montreal team, which I believe has still no Kyoto? So, how's the weather up there? Yeah, uh, no. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, like Chris is saying, it's gonna be tough playing away, and I just did a quick. Um, calculations of what the average away wins are and it's 3.5 throughout the league back check like it that's, back check that's it. kind of crazy when fact check about that. It. No, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of crazy when you think it. about it i mean most teams only get that, that probably three wins three wins away i mean we have like what three game, four games left of the season who was the um, team? Was it, who's the team that has like the most? There's somebody that had like the, like basically they were winning away. Is it real solid? Uh, I think it's RSL. It is RSL. Is it RSL? RSL. Okay. Oh yeah, RSL won seven on the road this year. Yeah, they're... Orlando have also won seven on the road. Okay, yeah, 
Dang, that's crazy. I mean, they're second place in the in the, in the East. So and Seattle have a pretty good road record as well. Yeah, I think uh, I think it, it it was crazy is the fact that you see the Eastern Conference and so many teams have already clinched a playoff berth, and we're over here in the Western Conference with with just St. Louis. Because yeah. ourselves, uh, yeah, it's just right? St. Louis, and uh, yeah. obviously. LAFC, the East is garbage. LAFC ended up being <laughs> such frauds. Yeah, the East is the top seven, and then it's a bunch. Then it's a hodgepodge of garbage. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> it's funny because it's true. Montreal's in a playoff right. spot. Yeah. They're 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 pretty garbage. I mean, they have some good players. Kyoto was gone for a while. He's back now, but. They're they're not a good team. New York City is an absolute disaster of a team this year, and they're going to make the playoffs. Like yeah. Chicago have been god awful this year too, and they might make the playoffs. They're right there. Yeah, Miami were on like twenty points, like five games ago, and they might make the playoffs. So yeah, yeah, they still, they still have what a sixteen percent chance of making it. That's mm-hmm. crazy. Well, Charlotte have, still have a chance too. Toronto's sure. the only one they got eliminated like two months ago, man. Yeah, Char- Charlotte. Charlotte's <laughs> still got a chance. That's, That's crazy. crazy. That's ridiculous. Yeah. That's crazy. So, I mean, we hope that the Dynamo can pick up some points or at least a point and try to clinch a playoff bird. I mean, that drop down could be, you know, if they don't get any points and other teams start picking up some points, man, you can easily see them slide down to like eighth place. Yeah, it's crazy because there's only two games left. And, like, and then you play against Orlando. I mean, sorry, Colorado on Saturday, and you already know what Colorado did to Austin. So you you just don't know at this point. You know, it, it could it's be not about the points too. It's about the momentum. Exactly, exactly. So who's gonna start getting hot? I mean, yeah. it seems the Dynamo are there. We've really Portland seen scary some players like yeah, Portland's picking it up after you know changing coaches, and um, you need your your main key players. Uh, Achi Achi has been playing at a great level, but Coco has taken a bit of a slump uh, a few games after coming back from Gold Cup. So you hope that he starts finding his feet. We need him to get another goal, a couple assists uh, as they're trying to make the playoffs, man. Look like Joey, you wanted to say something? What? <laughs> oh, no, nah, he's good. All right, man. So I guess let's just finish up with Colorado, just in case we don't record. What are you thinking against Colorado, the worst team in the league? Ooh, I, think, I think Toronto. Oh, worse. Toronto is. Never mind. So the worst team in the conference playing in Houston. What are you thinking, Joey? Uh, I mean, they're just horrible. So if we can't beat them at home, we don't deserve to make it far in the playoffs. It's Agreed. simple as that. Agreed. They they got they got they got some good players. I like Rubio. Basical Bassett's been on some good form lately. Connor Ronan's been solid this year, but outside of that, it's just awful. Yeah. They're not a good team. I like Goodman too. How do you feel about bringing Rubio to Houston? Rubio to Houston? I mean, I'd be down for it. He's a little older, yeah. but he's a good player. I mean, who you would have to? He plays more of a. He doesn't really play on the wing. No, he's like more of like a like he's a like more a like center like a, forward, second yeah, striker, like a false nine, maybe. I mean, he would yeah. work. He plays I don't know as a how... ten as well. I don't. 
He, How he good is slot into basketball? I'm not sure. I don't know if he'll run. Like you, you see, you see Seva Stamfereda. You see what he's doing in Brazil, bro. It's different. It's different. Yeah, I think he would slot into Bossy's role, all right. And he plays like a ten, but could play as a striker and a out of possession. Yeah. Let's let's talk. Right. You know, let's before we end this conversation, let's just talk a little bit of give some appreciation to Amin Bossy. That guy's been playing really well. You know, it took him a while to kind of get into it, but man, he is just the guy that initiates all the attacks. I mean, even in that Texas Derby, you know, not 87th, 88th minute, and this fool's running full speed, finding Coco Carrasquillo, who's wide open, and we're not we're gonna stop right there because he really should have scored that goal. <laughs> but mm-hmm. uh, but just the way that he is able to open up the field, find players well on the run and i don't know he's doing a really good job i think we he had question marks because not a lot of us knew exactly what he could produce and he he wasn't playing like that when he was in the epl or you know playing in england but the guy's been pretty pretty fantastic rodrigo i don't know you know how much i feel like the fans really love him and i mean stats have to be there right mr posse scoring all kinds of penalties Right. And at the same time, like the, the thing that gets me is the language barrier. Like, how do those guys communicate so well on the field yet <laughs> throwing out sign language, you know, just make the run kind of thing? But yeah, that's uh, he's been honestly a key key part of our, our whole game, our whole system so far. Obviously, Ache, Coco, and Basi have a real, really good team chemistry that they just can find each other at any time. But Bossy can hit them PKs yeah. if we need them to. And I mean, it, it's just funny because the same topic that we've touched in the past is what we've seen again. Bossy just keeps out beating, like, you know, Coco, we kind of expect them to play a higher role. And yet again, we saw him play out wide against, you know, Dallas. And did he would find himself in open positions and not really do much. So it's a little bit uh, nerve-wracking and a little bit of just, oh, just, you know, if I had hair, I would be pulling it out, man. But I don't, so can't really, can't really do that. But uh, Christian, man, I think we've hit pretty much everything we're going to talk about. If you want to add something, feel free. Otherwise, man, tell the people how they can connect with us. Yes, you can uh, find. Uh, first of all, we want to say thank you to Senate uh, Avenue Brewing Company. Don't forget, check those guys out right there in Jersey Village, two ninety Bell Way, uh, kind of where Joey stayed uh, when he came to town. So go check those guys out. Though uh, they're right there, you know they they did have a watch party also for the Miami Cup. I'm sure they'll probably do some stuff for the playoffs. I don't know, but I'm sure they will. Uh, so check those guys out. But for us, you can find us at Bayou City Soccer, uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and the YouTube channel. Go check those out. Uh, we're gonna, we're putting up videos there, press conferences and stuff like that. So check that out. Um, if you want to read all the articles that we have literally almost daily coming out, something new, something different, something fresh, add BayouCitySoccer.net. You can check those out there. Don't forget to check out the merch store. You know, Rudy's over here uh, being graphic designers my life. He's putting all new uh, mo- uh, new things to kind of go buy, you know, hats, shirts, sweaters. Go check that out. Uh, you know, hit, hit us up over there. If you would like to donate to us or become, you know, part of our group and, you know, in a monetary way, 
You can help us out at buyusacoffee.com slash buyusacoffee.com. You can you know, give us a little tip there. It goes into, you know, being able to buy different gear and just kind of being able to do, you know, stuff that we maybe need some funds to do. Um, other than that, you can find Rudy. Let's see if I get this right. Rudy at Rudy Segura at three. Rodrigo at Rodrigo Segura 01. Joey at Joey Chavala 10. And then me, I have no number, so it's Chris Putalia. And you can guys check me out there. I'd buy you City Soccer. And yeah, we'll see you guys there. Yeah, man. Uh, thanks for joining us, Joey. You're more than welcome to join anytime. Hopefully, you can make it out to a playoff game out here, man. Oh, we, we make the final. I'm there. <laughs> there you go, man. There whether you go. whether it's Houston or I don't care where it is, I'm there. He has spoken. Uh, Rodrigo, man, if you can close it out. And with that, Houston fans, thank you for listening. And remember to always hold it down and keep it forever orange. <laughs>